You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening. This week, we are going to be wrapping up the tools series by talking through a PASCI, <laughs> okay? P-A-C-S-I. We have another wonderful acronym for you. This is really, I like to think of this or one of the phrases that's been used to describe this as a responsibility matrix. This is an incredibly helpful tool to cut through disorganization. One of the areas where we continually ran into chaos, I mean, utter chaos, it made projects really frustrating and overly complicated, was Christmas Eve services. What this really is, is best used for isn't your day-to-day project. So if somebody comes to your creative team and they say, hey, we need a postcard or we need a flyer or we need a digital media promotion, you know, social media, we want X done, you don't need to consult Paskey or Paxi for this. That, that's not where this tool is beneficial. This is the one that you keep in your back pocket for these extraordinarily complex projects. I'm going to use Christmas Eve as the model simply because that is by far the most complex uh, project that I was a part of. And the reason it was so complex was because it was kind of an all-hands-on-deck moment for the organization. A lot of people were involved in a lot of different aspects. And what that did is it brought people into conversations that they would not normally be in. So you had a ministry leader who was not normally a creative in terms of their full-time, you know, professional expectation, now they are square in the middle of a creative venture. They don't know where the lines are drawn. They don't know how to allow the right people to do the right things, all of that. The projects become chaotic if there is not crystal clarity around who is supposed to do what. And that is what this does. This tool provides the absolute clarity that you need. So we're going to walk through the resource. It's a free download, just like this whole series has been. Learn.lunchtimeheroes.co. Down at the bottom in this in the systems section, you'll find the bundle. Download it, open up this PDF, and let's get talking through it. The first page you'll notice is just a grid with a bunch of lines. And really what this is supposed to be providing you is the opportunity to deconstruct a major project so that everybody has clarity on what is happening. So you have the project up in the top, you'll define that, and then you have the project element. So again, this is why I'm talking about this being such a gargantuan thing. <laughs> this isn't your, you know, your basic project that happens in your in your creative team. This is a big big thing. And so what that looks like Uh, is going to vary depending on the event that you're talking about. But let's say that you have a photo booth at some event that you're doing. That would be an entire project element. And then you have perform, accountable, control, suggest, and inform. And uh, uh, the reason that I want to present this tool to you is because this is a tool that I have found to be helpful as I've led creative teams. I have found that this is a common problem, especially when you go really broad in the, in the volume of people that are, that are contributing to a project. But I've used other tools that I have not found to be as helpful. And so I'm suggesting this, the Paxi in particular, 
because it included all of the elements that I needed it to in order to lead in a church context. So understand if you have a different framework that you enjoy using, have at it as long as it gets the job done for you. This one for me personally has been vetted through the church context. And so I believe that it does everything that it needs to do. Uh, There's another really popular framework called RACI. And the reason that I prefer this to RACI is because of this idea of uh, suggest. There's there's this this wild card that lives in the church, and that is the pastor. The pastor has the ability to step in and make recommendations and suggestions, even if it doesn't make sense from a project management standpoint. That's okay. Rather than be angsty about it, we can develop tools, or in this case, discover tools, leverage tools, that allow for the reality of our worlds to stay real and be what they are and accommodate it. So that's that's what this is going to do. So you start with your project element. We're using the example of a photo booth. Now you're going to go through the list and say, who performs this? Who is the one that is performing the work of creating the photo booth? And then you say, okay, who's accountable for it? Those, those people are often not the same. So if I had a designer that was executing and they did a terrible job, I could have a conversation with them, but really I should have a conversation with their boss, the communications director. And I should say, hey, the, the designer did X, Y, and Z incorrectly or some, you know, some problem occurred. I need you to follow up on this and go fix it. So that person is, in, that person is accountable. And then who's in control, depending on the nature of the project? Typically, it's another rank up in the organization. Sometimes, though, specifically in the, in the case of Christmas Eve services, you actually have a totally different person because the project itself has a hierarchy. It's not just based on the org chart. And then you have a suggest column. So who is it that suggests? <laughs> who, who is it that gets to speak in here? Uh, and in some cases, you know, blindside the project. But in other cases, like you really need their perspective in order to make sure that you have buy-in, that you have uh, a clear vision, you know, that it's on mission, that it's trying to accomplish what you need. And then last, who do you inform? Who do you let know about these decisions and about these different elements? So let's look down, scroll to the second page here. So again, this top page, print it out, use it, uh, implement it across your organization for these major projects with, with diverse departmental representation. We're going to walk through a Christmas Eve service, just a couple elements, but we're going to talk through three of them so that you can get a a degree of insight into how this can be wielded, okay? So the first element here is the project element, and and what we're going to talk about is theme design. So every year for Christmas, we got to develop a theme. We got to, you know, make sure that everybody is whatever. It's a beautiful visual. It communicates the heart of Christmas, you know, whatever your goals are for Christmas. We need a theme designed. Well, the person who's going to perform this work is the comm director. And the reason I put the comm director in this instance, rather than one of the designers on the team is because this is a higher caliber project. And so we want our best talent to be applied to this project. Now there's mentoring opportunities. There's, you know, growing and developing your creatives. So the comm director is going to take those things into account, but they are going to be the ones performing and creating the, the artwork for the theme design. Who is accountable? I was accountable as the creative minister. If this botched, it was on me. 
If everybody hated the theme design, it was a conversation with me. I then had my appropriate conversations after that, but the conversation would be with me. Who's in control? Who is the one that is, is the kind of the final say in a, in a sense? This would be the person who was chosen to lead the Christmas Eve services. So we had them, they were called a Christmas service lead. And so functionally what their job was is to manage and provide oversight to the entire process of making Christmas Eve services happen. So it was their job. They were the ones who had ultimate control. Now, a good leader in this context was one that essentially delegated control 95% to the creative minister, to me in that case, so that I could lead the team of creatives and really discover what was a compelling you know, solution for this problem. That wasn't the case every year. Some years we had people that were much more opinionated and basically said, I found a thing I like, we're doing this. And, and ultimately, they're in control because that's the key here. The key is that tension exists when clarity doesn't. And so this is a problem if you don't have it clarified. And so that's what this tool became really helpful for is it helped me know as the accountable party I need to recognize that me being accountable doesn't mean that I can say whatever I want, do whatever I want, make all the decisions. I'm still participating alongside somebody else. And in fact, they are the ones who are in, in kind of ultimate control of the situation. So the creative, the Christmas service lead was that person. Now, there are some people that do not have a, a say that is so influential that it sways the project, like the control person. But but this is where other methodologies have broken down for me in the past. The reality is that I need to have a conversation with the worship lead because they're, they're building the worship for that service. They're, they're weaving together the elements that are going to happen in the Christmas Eve service. And I think per, personally, I think you'd be short-sighted to say the senior pastor shouldn't have the opportunity to suggest. I mean, may, maybe that's me. Maybe that's a reflection of some of the environments that I grew up in, but I really believe that the senior pastor should have the ability to speak into what's happening for Christmas Eve services, because ultimately it's their responsibility to, you know, to shepherd, to present the gospel, however your Christmas Eve services are, are structured. I think it's wise to have additional voices in that conversation. And so in the case of the theme, we wanted the worship lead and we wanted the senior pastor to be able to suggest. And that means... I like it. Here's some things I'm concerned about. Okay, great. We will then interpret that. We will then process that. We will reflect on that. And we will make a final decision ourselves because you don't have control. You have suggest, <laughs> but we want to hear where you're coming from. We want to hear what you see, what you don't see, what's missing, what you wish was here, those types of things so that we can make this as good as possible. And then who do we inform? Well, in the case of the theme, we wanted to inform the other leads. And so the, the Christmas Eve services were broken down into different types of projects. And each of those projects had a project lead. So you had your you know, exterior or your outdoor environments. So what does the welcome team look like? Is there a photo booth? You know, is there a unicorn, uh, not a unicorn, a, a reindeer, you know, walking around outside in the parking lot? There wasn't, but those types of things. Look, different churches do different things. So th those would be the responsibility of one person. Then you had your internal, your indoor environments. Okay. We had a photo station, we moved it inside. So there was a person who was overseeing that whole experience, the, the, the walking, you know, the foot traffic flow, those types of things. Uh, and then we had 
other things. So the different teams leading different, different elements. And so each of those team leaders, we wanted to make sure they knew about the theme because they needed to integrate some of those concepts into whatever solutions they were creating. And for each of those, we could create our own project element. And we can say, you know, photo booths. Okay, that's a project element. Who's, who's performing it? Who's accountable, et cetera. Another one here that I'm going to talk through a little bit is promotion. So we have our theme designed. Great, we did it. Now we're going to talk about our promotional elements. So do we have a postcard? Do we have social graphics? Do we have an advertisement that we run? Are we going to run a radio spot? Are we doing a billboard? Like, what are we going to do to get awareness about our Christmas Eve services? The perform here belongs to the graphic design team. So while the original art direction happens, the theme, that's happening with our comm director. We're taking our, our big guns here. Assuming your comm director, you know, has design chops in our context, absolutely did. And so we wanted them to be taking it on. Then, then once that's established, now we begin looking into the execution, living with the graphic design team. So promotion, that's going to live execution wise with the graphic design team who is accountable. Now we're going to the create to the communications director. And so you'll see here that we've just sort of shifted everything down a rung who has control, the creative minister, that's me. So now I'm able to speak into this in a way that is control. So now I can say, you know, I couldn't do that <laughs> with the project of, uh, with the theme design, but because there were other voices that really ultimately were driving that, but how we promote it, man, that is the sweet spot of why the communications team exists. I provide oversight to that. I have a background in that. So that that's a piece of why that makes sense. So now I can say, all right, guys, I like what you've put together, but we need a better approach to Facebook. We need to run ads. Or I think that we should have Instagram reels. Or what do we think about, you know, a proximity-driven Snapchat filter? Whatever. Like, what, however you want to approach it, it was my call to be the one who was in control for the promotion side. And then who gets to suggest? Well, at this point... The, the Christmas lead feels like the right person who can suggest, hey, I really want to make sure that such and such has been made aware, you know, that people know about this, this element of what we're doing. We think this is going to be really important. Great. Love the input. We will make the call. I mean, technically, I will make the call. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very uh, release and go kind of leader. And so I will hear that recommendation. I will have that dialogue with my communications director and say, okay, Here's the value. Here's the thing that we want to elevate. I trust that you'll be able to implement this well in a way that you think is appropriate, resonates with the audience, does what it needs to do. Go. Be free. <laughs> you, are, you are empowered. And so that's, that's where the Christmas lead suggests. And then inform. Who do we need to let know about our promotion? I mean, everybody. <laughs> everybody. So we want to communicate this all staff in an all staff meeting. All right, everyone, this is how we're promoting Christmas this year. Here's what you need to know, how you need to communicate it to your ministry leaders, your volunteers, uh, and even questions that happen on Facebook or you know, Instagram. How do you respond to them? I want you to have visuals on how we're doing this. And then also, additionally, and actually before all staff, I would then inform the Christmas lead, the Christmas team leads as well. And so I want the Christmas team leads to know what's happening. I want them to be aware. I want to give them a little bit of a forum to be able to speak in. So 
they're going to be able to have some, you know, if there's a glaring issue, hey, there's a typo here. I would love to catch that before we send it out to all staff. So that's a filter for me, but it's also a little bit of like a quiet opportunity to suggest. These ones are very quick to to dismiss if they don't have good feedback or feedback that's, you know, meaningful or valuable to the to the process. But I like including them. I have never felt like hiding things has helped me ever. <laughs> so I'm very transparent with uh, with this, the right groups at the right time. That's my goal. And so in this instance, I would roll out the information first in the Christmas team meeting with all the leads, give them an opportunity to speak in, and then I would take it to all staff. And their role is just to be informed. And so they're not stepping beyond that. But in the process of informing, you'll get feedback. And then the third category here that I want to talk about, the third project element I want to talk about is stage design, because this, this is somewhere else. Uh, this, this doesn't live with the communications team per se, but it did live with the creative team. So stage design, who's going to perform it? Well, the productions team is going to perform it. And then who is going to be accountable for it? That would be the productions director. And then who has control? And this is an interesting one. The creative minister and the worship lead. So I was over the productions director in terms of the, you know, the, the line of reporting, but the worship lead really was the one who was going to be creating the heartbeat of the event. They were the ones who are casting the overall kind of, when I say theme, I don't mean the visuals of the theme. I mean the theme of what they're trying to accomplish with the night. And so really the worship lead needs to have probably more control than I did, to be totally honest with you. And so I was very, uh, very soft in my control in that role, but instead I was able to push the worship lead and say, Hey, let's talk about landing the plane on this. Let's come to a conclusion here. And so I could advocate for my productions team and I could say, you, you lead, you worship lead, you need to be helping them (laughs) by making decisions in these areas. And so that was really kind of more of the, the posture for me, but that's where control lived. And what that did is that helped the productions director know this is not mine to, to dictate or to control. It also helped the communications director know this is not mine to dictate and control. It also helped the Christmas lead know this is not mine to dictate and control. It's not. Control belongs to the worship lead. That's where the primary drive comes from. And then in terms of suggesting, the creative team. I think it's reasonable that the creative team who's working on the theme has the opportunity to suggest things. And then in our context, we had multiple campuses. So the campus leads also had value in terms of being able to suggest, hey, we want to do a stage and this is the design. And then the campus lead who sets up and tears down says, yeah, I don't like that at all. (laughs) That's going to take all of our time. We're already tight on our setup and teardown time. We don't have we don't have the margin to be able to add, you know, building a tree from, you know, whatever. Like it just, it's crazy. We can't add it. It's too much. That's helpful to get that suggestion. Now, also keep in mind, campus leads aren't in control here. They are able to suggest. So the decision could be moved forward and, and those in control, myself and the worship lead, we can make the call. I feel like this is critical to the success of what we're doing. Okay. I mean, okay, fine. But know that that's going to create some heartburn. So the suggest here is really helpful to be able to get, you know, get that input. And then the last group here, who are we going to inform? Who are we going to let know? We're going to let the Christmas lead know. That's important. Hey, this is kind of where we're landing because budget implications, uh, time, you know, just volume and complexity of work. 
And then also the creative team leads. Hey, this is kind of the look that we're going for. So if you have a photo booth, we're do, let's say we're doing Christmas trees as our stage design. Well, if you have a photo booth, I mean, put Christmas trees. Like, what? don't put giant ornaments. That, that's like it, it doesn't make sense to be off, you know, off the kind of the visual pattern or the visual look and feel of the whole night. And so that's where this document becomes incredibly helpful because what it does is it prevents some of these random conversations from having from happening. What one of the problems that we were running into is that we would have a group meeting, we would land on what we thought the direction was, and then there was like a sidebar conversation that totally upended everything. And then one team was moving in one direction, another team was moving in a different direction. And it created a lot of sideways energy because then in the next meeting, everybody had moved further down the wrong road. Then we had to recalibrate and reorient. I don't understand who even changed this. So this document basically says, I'm only going to the person who's in charge to get input and to get insights on where we're going next. So if the communications director is the one who's in charge of this, they have control. I'm going to them and them alone. I don't care if somebody else has a conversation. You know, I don't, I don't care if, you know, the, the worship guy had a great idea for a theme. I'm not going that way because on this document, Christmas service lead has control. Okay, find the Christmas service lead. Hey, lead, this is the direction that we're going as far as you understand, correct? And the answer will be, yes, I'm in control. That's the direction that we're going as far as I know. To get the most clarity, talk to the accountable person, the creative minister. They'll be able to tell you if that's still the direction that they feel comfortable with. But based on our last conversation, yes, that's where we're going. Worship guy doesn't belong in this conversation. He doesn't, he's not involved at all because he's not listed as the one performing, the one accountable, or the one in control. Yes, he can suggest. And so maybe that's what was happening. He was suggesting things (laughs) in a private meeting, but that's not enough to change the direction of where we're going. So, so this is really a powerful tool to interject clarity into an event that tends to be usually an abnormal event. So again, I just want to drive that home. This isn't your day-to-day operations. This is that big all-hands event. Everybody's participating. It's real easy to step on each other's toes. And it's not done with malice. It's not done with, you know, I'm, gotta control, I'm a control freak. It not, has nothing to do with that. It just has... Uh, it, ha- it has to do with the fact that there just isn't a lot of clarity because it's new. It's different. It's not the normal way of operating. So that's where the Paxi can really help you identify all of the different roles of a major project and prevent overlap and argument and frustration extremely well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.